Hello, and welcome to Tuesday Matinee Numero Dos, presented by Ridgeview Drive and Age of Radio. Tuesday Matinee is a bi-monthly podcast where we review films, talk movie news, occasionally discuss the technical aspects of filmmaking, and just shoot the shit about all things cinema. And I sound like I'm reading a script right now, and I am. I am your host, Jared Watson, and with me is Charles Terrell, who just got back from a trip out of town, and I made him go to a movie. So how do you feel? Tired. <laughs> 20-hour drive, then a little nap, and then a shitty movie. <laughs> I was about to ask, what did you think of it? Oh, it was, uh, it was quite amazing. The subtle commentary on uh, consumerism was great. That Sub- sounds subtle? like I'm just making stuff up, but I'm really honestly criticizing the movie. Did you say its, subtle, though? Um, yeah, yeah, but very, like, <laughs> through my freaking teeth. <laughs> at, at, the, at the very end, I'm sorry, at the very beginning, right, I, what was it? It was right after, I think, he said... When he said this oh. theme song, yes. When he said it's the theme song, and then I think something else happened. I want to turn to you and point at my nose, but I didn't know if you'd get what I meant. No, no, I, I totally get what that means. Yeah, every, that's that's this whole movie. It's all well, on the nose. That one joke. Well, um, should we say what movie we're talking about? <laughs> because we kind of no. just went into it. No, we're just gonna sit and or talk just in, I guess it's in the title of the <laughs> that's podcast. True. But uh, the dead don't die. By what's his face? Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. Who's yeah. I've I've never actually watched anything by him before. Yeah, I'm actually gonna look him up right now because uh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know exactly what he's done. I think he's made some movies. Did you do Zombieland? I don't what? think so. Oh, oh, just because it's zombie related. Yeah, just related, so that'll pop so up. You, uh, <laughs> since we already kind of gave a little bit of our opinions, do you want to like describe the movie or anything? Uh, how do you describe do you this movie? It it's a movie about it's not that complicated. The end of the world. Well, okay. The, the basic apocalypse. plot. The basic plot. Yeah, it's the zombie apocalypse. I mean, that's it. That's the plot. Yeah. Essentially, it's a zombie apocalypse, and everybody knows it's a zombie apocalypse. There's no subtlety whatsoever. As soon as it happens, everybody knows exactly what's going on. Well, and I kind of liked I'm, that. I'm, I'm okay. Look, everything that happens in this movie, like if you wrote it down, like on a piece of paper. I think it would be a great kind yeah. of commentary on zombie movies, but it has to be handled really well. Like yeah. that line um, in the beginning, there's a song um, called "The Dead Don't Die," and it starts playing. And then later, um, they're list- It's Adam Driver and Bill Murray, they're cops, driving in their car, and that song starts playing on the radio. It's like, oh, cool! How to incorporate that into the thing, into the movie? Um, and Bill Murray's character—I don't know the names, whatever. Yeah, um, whatever. He starts saying, "Why is this song so familiar?" And Adam Driver's character goes, well, it was in the theme song. And I was like, oh, that's actually funny. It's, right, it's so yeah. on the nose, but it feels like, oh, it's meant to be like that. It's meant to just kind of, oh, okay, yeah. this is this is to set the tone for the movie. Okay. Now you, it's it's kind of like you break that, that fourth wall the first time. And it's like, okay, it doesn't exist anymore. We can have fun. Yeah. There's a UPS truck that comes in and it has the Wu-Tang Clan symbol on it. And it's. Was Whoops. that what it was? It was yeah. Wu Tang. I I oh, think the driver I'm because not... it was Wu PS, and I thought that was yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know what that was about, and I'm I don't really know uh the members of the Wu Tang Clan, but I'm gonna assume the driver is one of the, oh, the artists, probably. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so I don't I don't know. There's like all these weird references. Come on, IMDb. I don't want to sign in right now, um, especially of itself. Well, I what it's trying to sell me egos. Fuck off. Sorry. I'm really sorry. Come on. Last time I was trying <laughs> on the last podcast I was trying so hard not to like spend too much time 
on my phone and on the computer. Yeah. But honestly, as long as I keep my attention to this, I think it's fine. <laughs> I feel like I could do both. Uh, I'm just trying to look up what else he's done. Let's see. Yeah, I didn't recognize anything. Uh, but he has a few things I know that are rated pretty high, I believe. Jim Jermush. Oh, he's got that look. <laughs> yeah. Broke, um... Yeah, going through it, it's... I mean, it's cool. They look like just, like, smaller, kind of, like, sleeper movies. Like, sleeper hits. Like, oh, yeah, you'll actually enjoy it. But right. if if it's anything like this movie, it just feels too tryhardy in trying to be artsy, and it doesn't... Okay, I could see that. But the thing is, it's like I feel like there's there's actually so many elements about this movie that I like. Yeah. I feel like it had a lot of fucking potential, and I, I feel like... I I get what his other movies probably feel like, and if that's and if that's what I think it is, I'm gonna like them. It's just there's a lot of there was a lot of issues I have, and I can't tell if they were done on purpose in order to yeah. give it a style because every character feels like it's written by him. They don't feel like characters themselves. They feel like that's, they're kind of no, that's true. They're sleeping through it, but I didn't know if that was on purpose because one character already knows he's a movie, and the other character kind of you understands it uh it, it is a movie or whatever and so it seems like they're kind of going through the motions and you can have fun with that like these actors are they, these characters know they're in a movie so they're just like whatever let's get this done and over with but it was just i like slow and boring movies and this was slow and boring and it had great awkward humor i thought the, the humor was pretty good i don't and, know the the beginning honestly was grating on me but uh, it got better once the actual zombie part started not even the first part, when it starts a little bit later. Um, I, I had good impressions. I like some of the shots. Like, they were just kind of plain. The shots plain. were cool. It just, no, it's, the interactions the between setup, characters I found obnoxious. Yeah, I, I felt like it was stilted, and I couldn't tell yeah. if that was, like, That's what I was actually going to ask you, because would you call the acting wooden? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And do you think that was purposeful? Because it Maybe. felt purposeful. Maybe, but... So but it, it was, it, like... It felt like he wanted to do that on purpose, but he wasn't competent enough to know how to make that entertaining. Yeah. And it just... Because it's supposed to be this quiet little town. Everybody's just going along. And everybody's awkward. And it just... You can set up a real good like atmosphere with that. And then oh, you, yeah. have, you have these kids from out of town that come in, and they're a little bit more lively. And so it's like you can really... Because like how it was shot in the beginning, it shows all these different buildings, like these establishing shots. And then a close-up shot of just some props, like some coffee, a radio... And it just shows, like, oh, this is a boring little sleepy town. And yeah. that actually had gave me some good impressions at first of the movie. Like, oh, this, this movie's going to take its time. It's going to just, like, okay, we're just going to do things very simple. We're not going to be, you know, over the top with it. Right, yeah. And so a lot of this movie I do enjoy, but the pieces, you know, you know the whole phrase, the sum of the parts are more oh, yeah, than yeah. the whole? Well, so the sum of the parts are, or no, some of the parts are whatever. All these parts feel like it should make something greater yeah but once you put them all together it just the movie's not well it, it's funny that you say that like it felt like things were subtle and not over the top when a lot of parts were over the top is it it, it was like the movie itself was kind of what's the well, word i'm looking was, for oxymoronic i would say con well i guess yeah contrast and that's yeah, yeah exactly there was, the zombies actually yeah, i don't were, mind contrast the zombies obviously. were creepy because yes. everything was so slow and awkward that once these zombies came around and they were legitimately terrifying, that contrast gave me like, oh, all of a sudden you you put me in this very sleepy state, you put me in a comfortable zone, and then now you're going to take me out of it with the zombies. I thought they did that really well. Because these zombies, I haven't seen these zombies in a while. Everybody tries to sit there and say, oh, it's a virus, it's it's realistic. Yeah. 
these zombies are literally this is magical. Classic. This is this is the yeah. you know hell is for or George hell is, a. Romero type zombies. Yeah, hell is frozen or not frozen over, but full, and yeah. the dead just aren't dead anymore. Even when they're like cutting up the zombies, they're not gory; they're just dust yeah. coming out because it's just they just exist. It doesn't matter, and it's like, oh, that's great. You, I suspension disbelief. The moon has these yeah. cool effects because it's yeah, premise, that was actually pretty cool. The premise is is because of uh you know consumerism and all that and like fracking on the specifically polar, yeah the fracking thing fracking you know? on the and polar as soon uh, as caps. that came up i was like oh social commentary yeah and it's, which i don't mind but it felt but a little it, on it the nose. did it so ham-fisted there and, you go yeah and it referenced it specifically referenced george romero by name yeah. um and just some other movies in general like oh hey look we we love movies this character has a nose for auto shirt it's like we get yeah. you know it, movies but it just if you're going to reference great movies that handle like a uh, commentary on consumerism right. and you're going to try to do the same thing and do it so poorly, it's yeah. By comparison, I'm not going to be able to get behind it. One thing that like it does is it breaks the cardinal rule. And I know that you can do it, especially with satire, but they say, they say the Z word. Uh, and I get like, that's the point. Like they all oh, know, zombie? Oh, it's zombies. Yeah. They know what zombies are. Well, I, I, I kind because... of enjoy like in a movie, if they're like, it's zombies. Like they already yeah. know. We we've seen this movie a million times. We don't have right. to be like, oh, what are these things? If the character already goes, it's zombies. Yeah. Okay, we get past yeah. that. We just move on. I can get that, but right, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, in satire, I think it could work. But like you said, it's ham fisted. Another thing is, if it was, um, God, I I really think if this movie was more restrained, less less aware of itself, it had a very terrifying premise. And I know, like, that's the, the regular idea with zombie movies is that's the idea, you know, it's the apocalypse. But this felt like the whole idea, like, the Earth was knocked off, ex- off its, its access, axis. And, mm-hmm. like, it was, it, it's terrifying. Yeah. And I like how all the characters just kind of just are okay with it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's, that's great. I love that. As, as silly and over the top as it was, it I was still creeped out by just the general premise. Yeah. You have this real feeling, especially with Adam Driver's character constantly, this isn't going to end well. You know, I, that's, I, that's how I felt. I felt like, yeah, this is definitely going to be one of those. I, I like the idea of this character that, because you and I have like, talked about like if we came up with ideas of a character that's aware that it, it kind, they kind of know where they are, that they yeah. are in a movie, but the fact that they, because if he said just the theme, the theme song thing and that was the yeah. worst that it got, but that's know- fine because that, that that, well, what I'm trying to say is that helps set a tone yeah. for that character. Like, okay, but that's the worst he's going to get. And he just keeps saying the same thing over. I thought it was funny. To yeah. me, the more times he said... Um, really? What, that what was... was stu- that's one thing was, that they did a the lot line? in this movie that annoyed me was the repetition of things. I, I, I enjoyed it. Because it, at first oh, it was I just like... Doing that. It, it was like... It was okay. Like, oh, it's pretty funny. But they did it so much that it actually became pretty funny. It was like, oh... Yeah. It, it's... There is like a fine line of doing it way too much to where it becomes funny again. Yeah. And I thought his character always goes, This is not gonna end well. Like like he yeah. knows and it just I don't, I don't know. I thought it was I thought that was well done. I don't wanna say it yet. Maybe at some point we'll get into spoilers, but I'll cut it out of the actual podcast. But they do reveal there is a revelation of how he kind of knows. Yeah, that that was that's what I was talking about was Yeah. Because him knowing that that was a theme song, which is early in the, the movie, and that's oh yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, but that part where it really shows, like he knows he's in a movie, yeah, that was way too much. Like everybody in the theater was just like, huh. like they they laughed, yeah. but you can kind of tell under the breath. I think I even heard someone saying, "That's stupid." 
<laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. <laughs> Maybe I said. I, it to I know I said something. It wasn't that, but I, I I remember. I think I said something under my breath. And yeah, that's that's too much. Like yeah. the other one, I thought was but that it broke the dam and it was fine and it just let me. Okay, so I get that this is what this movie's about, and then yeah. let's just go from there. But and again, without getting into spoilers, that whole scene was. Yeah, and then was with, there was another Tilda part Swinton's, right after that. Tilda Swinton's character. Yeah, and I was like, okay. I see what this movie is. I'm no, not that sure was just if like, I was. Okay I checked it. out. I was yeah. okay. I, I no. I I was not. I'm sorry. I was not okay with that. Yeah. I know. I mean. I think. Did you even hear me sigh? Out yeah, loud? I did. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, this feels like the director kind of yeah. gave up. And then it ends on a narration explaining what the movie's about. Yeah. And like to be fair, I didn't even get that to what the movie but, was really about at first because it didn't handle it well. Yeah. 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 I, and I the, well, actually, no. It just. There was the the political commentary, but then it sits there and talks about consumerism, but that wasn't set up at all beforehand. I could see where there's bits and pieces. I can see a little everybody's bit. Everybody's cars. Everybody's, they keep commenting on everybody's cars. Cars? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. This character they owns do. a smart car. This I didn't even notice Prius. that. Oh, you got a classic car? So I yeah, think that I... was the director trying to say like, oh, we put more value into people of the things they own rather than the people themselves. That's Whatever. true. I didn't, yeah, I didn't notice that. But even that. then, it's, it, it's not set up well. At all. No, no, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, also, you have the whole... I don't know if this is necessarily, like, a spoilery thing, but just instead of brains, the zombies say s- certain things. Oh, yeah, that was creepy. That was the creepy part. And, but was- that, I would say that kind of leads into the whole consumerism thing, because that was the whole point. Uh, so even of. after them- death, you're... Well, some of them weren't... Were- well, because it's, it's creepy because the zombies, they say a single word. I don't know if you want to cut that out or whatever. But it's it's just, it's one of those things. These zombies do what they did when they were alive, yeah. sort of. They gravitate towards it. And it, it, that was creepy, having zombies talk. But, like, not in a sensical way, just, like, in a mindless right. way. Well, I mean, that from, was freaking creepy. It, I mean, it was definitely the emulation of, um, let's see, Return, Return of the Living Dead. That's where they first. Is um, that where? That's where where we get brains, brains. Even though, funny enough, in in everything else after that, that's all they say. Even though in Return of the Living Dead, zombies straight up talk. They just talk. Yeah. And, and they say me, brains not, and other things. To me, that's not creepy. But this one was because they focus on one. Each each zombie Actually, focused these, on. Oh yeah. Each zombie focused on like one thing. Like there was zombies outside of a drugstore, and one's going oxy, oxy. Yeah. <laughs> and it just how it was done. It's just like. It's not a person anymore. Because like, if something is fully talking, that oh, makes me think it's okay. a person. This one, it feels like an echo. Was there kind of a commentary also, like we die before we actually die? Well, like, I think it just you're mindless. You're you're yeah. You got a one track mind. I like definitely got people. a feeling of that. Like the zombies were some representation of just well, it's, everybody. It, it it I think it's basically saying we all just focus on the one thing that we like in our life. So like these one characters, they're probably addicted to drugs. So it's like I just need oxygen. Yeah. Ox, but what made that creepy for me was these are echoes of what people used to be. Yeah. And if you had them fully talking, I'm like, well, there's some conscious there. I'm not scared of that. Right. I'm scared of something that just, it's human, but it's not at all. Um, but I do want to say real quick, because you said, uh, yeah, the whole zombie saying brains thing in itself isn't really all that creepy. It's cheesy. Even <laughs> though return of the living dead is, cr- is, I'm sorry, is cheesy over the top, silly. It even kind of gets a little, is it action-y? I'm not sure. But not going to lie, the zombies themselves are still pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. The scene where they have the woman laying on the table and they're asking her why they eat people and her explanation, it's 
because it tells you what happens after death, and it's actually fucking terrifying. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's more of an existential thing rather than even just though, a... Yeah, yeah. Even though, like, I personally wouldn't like movies like that because I'm not a fan of cheese. That movie still is pretty scary. Yeah. Even though it, it is, it's really over-the-top silly at times. But anyway... Um, well, I, this is just where I keep harping on for this movie is each individual element is done well. Like, there's shots yeah. that I, I enjoyed. I thought they were well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Just, like, some of those moments, like that, that zombie moment. The characters, not so much. I feel like they weren't really given enough to work with. Yeah, I agree. They're, I mean, it all... To him, that may not have been the point, but sometimes you need characters I, just to I help get, you be well, in the story. They're not really well. I get that he's trying to make them all kind of one dimensional, and you can work with that. But it was just their delivery or deli- wow. Delivery, okay, I messed that word up. Um, delivery of like just their lines. It just felt like okay. I say my line now. This guy yeah. says his line. Yeah, it felt and it very all, much that way. You can tell was written by one guy, and sometimes that's not bad. You know. Yeah. You get um a Wes Anderson movie or something like that, and they all sound like Wes Anderson. That's that's fine. I'm okay with that. To, right. a, to an extent, obviously. It's actually but. funny enough you brought him up because I, I I was thinking of him while watching this movie. There was stuff it's, that I well, feel like probably because there's Bill Murray. In it. it could be, but I feel like <laughs> Jim Jarmusch. I, again, this is the only movie I've seen by him. It seems like he's kind of the opposite, where he has his quirks, but instead of being rest- restrained, is that the word? Yeah. Or like you know that I think that's the one word I could explain describe um, Wes Anderson as restraint, and where Jarmusch seems like kind of the opposite, but yet still restrained in some I, certain aspects. Yeah, I see them as very like uh, you can compare them, you know, very much so because it's just very like just even down to the color grading of the film, it's just very flat and plain. Yeah. But that's kind of the point. It's supposed to just give you Wes Anderson right. does it in a fantasy, lighthearted way. Yeah, this one just did it like. It felt like it was trying to do that a bit, but it's kind of just boring, which can be fine. If you have the first part of the movie as boring, they're just going through their daily small town life, and then all of a sudden zombies attack, and it's just completely different. Yeah. You can really set it up that way, but it just, you can feel the length in this movie at a lot of times. Yeah. It's, there's, I, I laughed quite a bit. I thought there was good jokes, and that helped keep me chugging along, but you can, how long is this movie? You, you know... I think I think it was about two hours because I'd looked at. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I don't know. I guess two because if you count, it started at two fifteen and then what twenty minutes of. Um, oh no, one hundred and four minutes. Which is I'm, I'm not an hour and forty minutes. Okay, no, no, that makes sense. Because so I was gonna say it started two fifteen. You get about twenty minutes of trailers, and then because I looked it, at my. It felt longer than that to me. It felt yeah. Two no, hours. it did. Um. Oh, one thing I want Tilda Swinton's character kind of makes me think like how you know how like how you said all his characters are kind of the same and yet you have Tilda Swinton's character which is supposed to be way out there. It it was supposed to be a mashup of different Yeah. cuz she's Scottish, maybe Irish. I think it's Scottish, and yeah. I think they were making a joke like they couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> and but she's uh she prays to Buddha and she has a samurai sword, but she's also a mortician. So she's yeah. supposed to, she's specifically supposed to be this certain glom of all these different elements that shouldn't be together. And that's kind of the point of her. And if you do like watch it, I guess you do get a lot of clues to her, the revelation about her in the end. Yeah. A stupid scene, but <laughs> yeah, the whole of her being basically a Frankenstein of a, 
person, just all these different elements added together and why she's like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't like that character at all. Every time she was on screen. No, I, I usually, was, I like Tilda Swinton. I think she could be very I know, charming. She's one of my favorites. And, yeah. The only thing other than this that I didn't really like her in was, um, or, or her, like her performance was Dr. Strange. I did not. I, I hated that character. I think. Yeah. I think it's just she was miscast, in my opinion. I, I just not like, talking about the racism involved with that, I, but. Well, let's not get on to that because I, no, I, maybe some other time. But I, that character in general, I did not like. I don't think it was a problem with casting. I think it was just a problem with that character. In really? General. I heard the character was really cool in the comics. I don't know. No, no, I know. I'm not taking the comics. I'm taking how that character was written for the movie. Okay, I mean, good point. Because, yeah. like, changing the char- the actor, I don't think would have changed a single thing. No, I, I agree with I that. I think it was just the lines were just whatever. Because it was supposed to be the stoic kind of character, and it's just like, uh. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, she's kind of the same in this one. It's just supposed to be whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, she was just, yeah, she was just weird. The idea, like she, the way she walked, like she was like a video game character. The way she kind of like, I, she doesn't take roundabouts. She takes corn, like she doesn't cut corners. Well, she she walks in direct lines, and so yeah. she does a hard, you know, um, ninety degree turn whenever she goes somewhere. And at first, it was just like, oh, okay, she's a mortician. She's just very, you know, she's a mortician samurai. <laughs> she's yeah. follows rules to the T. It's like, okay, cool. I can see how that. But, I liked her walking through the streets at night, just kind of fighting zombies, like just holding her own. I th- but that was about it. Yeah. But I think a different character would have been better for that. But so I guess final thoughts on the movie, maybe, because I don't I don't know how much else you can get out of this movie. Yeah. Um. I. No. There was so much I like. Oh, the music. The music. I actually, other than the theme song, I loved the music. I didn't mind the theme song. It was very but... atmospheric. Yeah, I'm just well, funny enough. Even though I went through that weird hick stage in my life, now I just I just don't like country. Yeah. Some country I, I like. I didn't notice anything with the music, but maybe it was good. Maybe it just added to it, and it, it yeah. wasn't intrusive. It was. I think it was synth. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just I noticed it. I liked it. I didn't it. pick up on it all, so I'm having it, a hard time. It gave a cool. I, I thought it was a nice atmosphere. It gave the movie. Um. But yeah. Overall, I guess. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think I liked the movie. On my scale. I guess what 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 am I? That's one of the things I I I had up on my screen was my rating scale last time. Let me. Get that up real quick. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll start off with mine when while you're looking yours up. Oh yeah, because I, I I like to do like a a grade school kind of grade or grading system. I I I would give it like a D plus. Like it sort of kind of fails, but there's enough to get out of it where you can go like, okay, don't go in no, thinking this movie's gonna be great, but if you like to pick out elements and see how they work and don't work, it's almost like you could do an autopsy on this movie pretty yeah, well. I kind <laughs> of want to tell people to see it. Like I think there's, there's, there's something there's, there's there's yeah, but as as a final, I don't want to say product, but as a final like piece of art or media or whatever you want to call it, it's it doesn't hold up. But yeah, eh. but what it does some things. Oh, I I opened docs. I want to open Drive. Why do those still both exist? Docs and Drive. They both do the same thing. And they enter anyway. Oh, oh did you? 
why can't I open this? Did you notice the Iggy Pop cameo? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it, his name was in the beginning. So yeah. as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's who that is. Oh, so if it's still in theaters, my recommendation is. Oh, I, I don't know. That feels weird because I feel I want to. I kind of say people should watch it. I'm going to say wait for TV release. Which is three stars. That seems really high. <laughs> I feel like it should be lower. But that's technically a don't two, bother. Two, two and a half stars. So in between two and three. Hmm. I wonder if I need I, sh I need to uh, edit my... Uh... Yeah, I'm not going to give a definitive score at the moment. Because so I feel like you might as well watch this at some point. Don't pay money to go see it. Discount Tuesday, that's what we're seeing it on. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's Discount Tuesday, that's three and a half stars. It's not that high. Maybe your rating system's broken. Yeah, I might need to tweak my rating system. I'm not sure. I thought I had it down. All right, then we can go ahead and move on. Uh, so while you were gone, I marathoned all of Barry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's... How how uh, uh are you caught up? No. Okay. How <laughs> far are you? Um, I got to the part where he was at the house party and his marine friend showed up and kind of crashed the party. Oh, okay. So you're still fairly early on. Yeah, I've only seen a few episodes. Um. Okay. So first season is amazing. I would say uh, it's. But the first season is fantastic. Um, I love the contrast of the fact that, you know, it's grim yet comedic at the same time. Yeah. Um, second season, I don't get why it has high reviews. I don't get yeah. the second season because I feel like I, I'm not going to say much, but the season finale has something that I don't like. And then it just continues throughout the whole entire second season. Oh, okay. And I don't like it. Um, uh, I'll have to catch up on it. I haven't had much time past week, so. Damn it! I wanted to make a whole segment on this, but I don't know if there's really not enough to talk about. Yeah, because it, I have I really haven't gotten that far in it at all. Yeah, do you remember much of? Yeah. So we get, we um, can just go ahead and talk about like the first few episodes. I'll just have well, to ha remember exactly. I mean, I don't. I there's not much I can talk to because it doesn't lead up to anything yet. Because I get to the part where it is there is the conflict, the main conflict. Um, but everything else is done well. It's just. Like, uh, having this, this is, I guess, how you do a, a two-dimensional character right, is Bill Hader's character, Barry. Yeah. Um, he's very two-dimensional. He's always just been a military guy, professional killer, you yeah. know, for the Hitman stuff. And he's trying to be an actor, so he has to be creative. He has to go away from being a cardboard cutout yeah. to a well-rounded person. And so you see the struggle of this character. That's great setup for that. Oh, and it's not, yeah, it, it's, it's... I would say the show, I, I, this is going to sound so cheesy. It's going to sound so cheesy. But I think the show is about a soulless man finding his soul. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's parts that happen where he kind of just goes, oh, wow, so that's what happens when I leave, you know? Uh, and it's, it's I, I, I love it. Yeah, well, like, uh, with a, a good, like, show, all the Hitman stuff, all that is just a framework. It that part you can keep swapping out. It's just uh, just window dressing. 
yeah what the core of it is that's interesting to me is that taking a character and changing it into something building out this yeah this husk of a person into an actual full realized character yeah that's why i like shows like breaking bad and that's that was the basically the mission statement was how do we take a family man and turn him into a drug lord right and like so that's, this is that's kind great. of the opposite I, I I wouldn't compare it. I feel like it's too different. Good point. No, no, you're it's, right. It, the only similarity is taking a character and seeing. Okay, our mission statement is to change it to the, yeah. its contrast, and so um, you don't that's mind. why I like it. I'm just gonna turn on a light real quick, but you can keep talking. Yeah. So that that's that's what I enjoy about it, and just Bill Hader, just like him being so casual about being a hitman and just so professional <laughs> like about it. Yes. And calm and whatever. And it, it turns him into a badass because there's, there's a part where, like, the other guys, they're, like, they got guns and, like, they're about to shoot him. He's, like, don't, don't shoot at me. You know, don't point that gun. As soon as somebody points a gun, he's so, like, he's, he's actually gets scared at that point because he's so just, yes. like, brick, brick yeah. wall. But then he pulls out the gun, shoots three times into each person, like, just fucking quick. And you're, like, okay, this guy is a dangerous guy. Like, he, yeah. he plays, like, a clump or not clumsy, but just, like, a, a soulless, awkward person that right. doesn't know how to talk to and people, they, but he knows how to kill them. But, it, and they pull it off. Oh, it it looked because he's still goofy violent. Bill Hader. Yeah, <laughs> and yet he's still this this cold assassin. It just and it, it was again. I think that's what a lot of movies don't do is that contrast. Yes. Because we we've let our guard down and think he's such a goofy character. When he does something badass, you're like, oh, I am afraid of him. Yes. Yeah. And so like to do that kind of thing adds onto the show, and why you're just like, okay, I'm you know you right. got me hooked in. Um. Again, I don't. I don't. I don't want to spoil to it. Spoil anything. I was gonna say spoil too much. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> but like, what is it like the episode or two before the season finale? I feel like there's something there that that elevates it, almost like pretty much to Breaking Bad status. Oh, I really shouldn't say that. But anyway, um, and then it's like right afterwards. I don't know how to explain it. It's just with that. Oh, ho- hopefully Barry, because um, that's the problem. That's why I don't like TV shows. Yeah, is they can kind of fall off really, really quick. Um. I really enjoy Breaking Bad, but it ended when it needed to because that last season, you can tell it was starting to drop off. It's like, yeah. okay, you guys ended before you started to really fall off. Right. Like, I didn't enjoy the final season, but the ending of it, I was like, okay, no, I'm satisfied with this. I did, thank you. That's great. If yeah. you did another season, you would have dragged it out too much. and So that's that's what I'm, I get worried about like, with TV I'm shows. almost wondering if Barry really only works as one season. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people disagree with me, but... I'll have to check it out. I, like to me, if I rewrote that la- that season finale, it would just end the whole show. Like that's oh, to me, yeah. that's the only way that could have gone. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of hard to have a show when because it's like, oh, is he gonna get caught? Is he gonna go to jail? What's gonna happen? Is he gonna succeed? So you have like this cat and mouse thing. Yeah. That's really hard to keep going because then eventually you're just like, okay, well, he's never gonna get caught. Fuck it. And you, you as a person have lost interest because you're like, oh, he's safe. Right. You yeah. want that like that tension so you can keep you know coming back. Well, I was I was gonna make this next part its own segment, but it's fine because it, it leads in anyway. Um, I wanted to get into um, kind of the idea that all fiction is technically kind of fantasy. Um, because in this movie, he or the movie in Barry. He uses a term, a dreaded word that when used in real life, it's like you need to correct somebody. But when used in fiction, it's perfectly fine. And that term is silencer. He said suppressor. No, he says silencer. I remember there's a point where he says silencer. 
Oh, well, at least in the beginning when he gets the mailbox, he's like, oh, there's no suppressor. I swear, no, that's what I'm talking about. I swear to God, he said silencer. Because I I caught it and he said suppressor. Really? Yeah. That's weird. I could. And I thought like, oh, they're not using suppressors because they don't. They're both three syllable words. Because it's just like. But it is a silencer, though. I mean, when he shoots it, you just hear. Was there a part he ever uses? No, because when he when he shoots the guys in the street, he had no suppressor on. No, that was loud. That was loud. But there, I swear, there's later parts where he's using one, and it's pretty quiet. I could be wrong. I could just. I'm not sure now that oh, I think I'm, about it. I'm also mixing. I up. could be completely wrong. I watched a zombie show that kind of used suppressors, sort of right. <laughs> oh yeah. But you, but you have said though that you don't mind the existence of silencers in movies. Yeah, if it's already a fantasy movie and you call it a silencer, it's like, okay, that's a fantasy object. That's fine. Right. And that's kind fantasy of action. <laughs> why I wanted to get into the idea that um, all fiction is technically kind of fantasy. Yeah. Even there, unless you're doing a one-to-one, completely realistic, almost documentary-like, yeah. you have to have some sort of suspension of disbelief somewhat. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you can mask that, that means you're doing a good job. Um, But yeah, like in, in these action movies, it's usually kind of, Dipping its toe just slightly into to fantasy, mostly about suppressors because they want that that cold, quiet killer, yeah. and you you don't do that with guns at all. Guns right, are yeah. never going to be quiet, otherwise they're ineffective. Um, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, why do you care about this in movies?" It's like, well, if you have action, it needs to have stakes. It needs to feel at least somewhat real, yeah. even if it's over the top. You need to feel like the character could die at any moment, or the ca- character's a badass and people are dying around him. And so when you start to kind of like go, "Oh, well, I don't really care how these guns work." Like, well, anybody that understands how they work, you're going to lose them. That suspension of disbelief is just not going to hold. Yeah. And so, in action, you, it needs to be tense. You need to feel fear for either the character or for something else or whatever. Right. If it's just like, oh, oh, this is fake. As yeah. soon as you get pulled out, like, the whole point of a movie is to f- forget that you're watching a movie. Exactly, yeah. However you do that, it's just the immersion of it. You just need to forget what you're doing and just watch these characters. And when you do stuff like that, that just... Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm watching a movie. Movie magic. Oh, it's yeah. movie guns kind of thing. Oh, did they True. They never reloaded on that gun? How many? Doesn't that gun only hold 10 shots, but he shot like 25? Yeah. Well, see, that, that, that's like where we get into the, like I talk about it in my plot hole video, where as long as you, it, you can set up whatever rules you want, just as long as you follow those rules well, that you yourself set up. Take like Quentin Tarantino. It's supposed to be an over-the-top movie. Like their lives are an over-the-top movie. Like, there's that when I, I just made a joke about the reloading thing, but there's that shot um, in uh, Pulp Fiction where they shoot up the guy that had uh, Wallace's a uh, case. They shoot a lot and they never reload. It cuts away, so there's implied reloading. Yeah. But you're just like, I don't care. This is a this no, yeah, is yeah. a fantasy. This is a white. It's it's a dream. It's a violent yeah. fucking dream. And if you are gonna break a rule that um, that is well known in like real life then I guess you need to allude to it. Like, let's say you're like, this is a revolver, and then you shoot eight shots. Most people are probably going to be like, well, you just took me out of the movie. Revolvers are six shooters. Well, then I guess what you Not would do is... Not all revolvers are six shooters, but go on. See, now I'm just wrong. <laughs> you, all you have to do is, I guess, open it and just show eight holes there, you know? Actually, I think that might exist. <laughs> all right, in, well... In, at least in a fantasy way, I think I've seen that. Just like... Probably some sort of Van oh, Helsing thing I see. Thing I think you meant whatever. that gun exists in real life. I mean, it they've might. probably already done that well, in the movie. Either, either way. Actually, I'll look it up. Though, that is a <laughs> shot I'm getting kind of tired of, is the, the 
um they open the six shooter and they the cam and they have the insert shot of the of it opened up. I I'm kind of getting sick of it. I think it's pretty cliche at this point. <laughs> that's a, that's an eight shot revolver, Jared. All right. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? <laughs> I get what you're trying to say, but <laughs> gun nuts are just they make a lot of guns, so you can't really do that with them. But no, I mean uh the cliche thing. Oh, sorry. I the was... insert shot of uh, of a revolver when they when they show them they open it up and you do the insert shot of the revolver opened up. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that's kind of been overdone by now? Yeah, I'm kind of I, tired of it. I don't know it. what purpose it serves. Um, it just looks cool. That's it. Yeah. Either the, that, or it's got a specific reason to show, like, oh, this one's this gun's only got one bullet. That's what I was gonna say. It needs yeah. to, it needs to show a functional thing, like, oh, the character puts in one bullet, spins it, and then closes it to show, like, oh, he's trying to intimidate somebody into talking or whatever. Right. Yeah. But even then, that's a cliche action. Trope. True. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, Did I what? shoot six times or five times? You know, I've never seen that movie. What was that? Dirty Harry? Dirty Harry. Which it turns out that exact scene, I think it's that one. That's not the first one, I think. That's actually the second one, I think. Yeah, the I whole think right. uh, art. Do you, what is it? Something punk? I can't think. Do you feel lucky punk? Yeah, that. Like, do apparently, you? I think that line's not in the first one. It's in another one. Oh. I didn't even know there was more than one about the same character. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's just because I think they have completely different titles, so you don't really associate them as yeah. sequels. It was at that time when... I mean, he only plays two characters. You're grinding out movies like that. Like, Mad Max had, like... It wasn't Mad Max 2, at least in America, because they were trying to... It was basically a reboot. I mean, every yeah. Mad Max movie was a reboot, essentially. No, I take it back. He only plays one character. There's Dirty Harry and Dirty Harry in the West. <laughs> the oh, <old> okay. West. <laughs> no, anyway, sorry. That's a stupid title, but go on. <laughs> No, I'm just saying those are oh. literally the only two characters, okay. or the only one character he plays. I don't mean he literally only plays. I mean, like metaphorically, <laughs> like he's not he's a, he's a one dimensional actor. I'm just letting you talk. <laughs> Probably because I'm digging myself a hole because a lot of people are huge oh. fans of his. Yeah, Grant Torino's great, but I've never seen it. Racist old man. He's a to great director, but. Wish he would start writing some happier endings. No, actually, I don't. Give, I actually don't give a shit about that. I well, like sad endings. He 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 writes westerns basically, right? And westerns are usually tragedy. That's true. Not 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 spaghetti westerns, but other type. Yeah, actually, yeah, westerns are. Because Logan's a western. I need to watch oh, it. Yeah. I because I I I don't have any frame of reference for like modern westerns. If there are, oh, if yeah. I've seen one, I didn't really associate it as a western. But that one's a western, so I need to. Um, the show. I know you've watched it, but Firefly, not the movie. Well, the movie's an action movie, but the show is straight up a Western. It's Western-themed, but is it Western? I would say so. Like Because it's the a pacing? Western in space. Mm. For me, it's hard to describe what a Western is. Not, that's true. I not necessarily like cowboys and, you know, train robbing and stuff like that. Because, like, that's what Logan is. It's a Western, but it has exactly. nothing to do with cowboys. And that's why I understood about Firefly. It's like... They're well, not cowboys in space. It's just it's a western. In well, space. they're they're cowboys. They are cowboys. They literally herd cattle at one point. Oh, well, well, <laughs> and man. he's got a, he's got a, a shooter on one side, and he wears brown, and it's they're usually on dusty planets. Well, I didn't watch. <laughs> I only I didn't I didn't watch the first season. No, <laughs> but I watched all the other seasons after that that were amazing. It. I'm from another universe. I enjoyed it for the writing, but you can sit there and say it's more of. It does have the pacings of a typical TV sci-fi, which is fine. That's that does doesn't it? degrade at all. 
Yeah, yeah. it's like something like um. Oh, what's that? Or is that show? I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, just like serial like. Oh, they get in trouble in this episode, but it's really well done. Right. I love Firefly. I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll have to watch a little. There's a couple movies I need to catch up on, but uh, some of the main stuff I don't really care for. And there's just a lot of movies that don't catch my interest. Oh yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. What did you did you like um the Firefly movie? I can't remember what it's called. Serenity. Yeah, I I enjoyed. I liked I saw it, it but I don't think it was anywhere near as good as the show. It's it was different. Oh, you did too. I, I watched it and then uh, I completely forgot about it. Right, and then I watched the show. Yeah, and then I started. I'm like, oh, there's a movie. I'm gonna watch the movie, the and movie- I'm like. This is familiar. That's that's actually a good credit to the movie. Is like it, it sets it up enough to where you don't even need the show to watch it. No, you so. don't. It changes the story kind of, but a little bit. I guess it's kind of fine it to, make, to get everybody caught up. Just slightly to where it's yeah. like okay, that's fine. Like I said, they turn it into an action. But because the TV show was like a typical sci-fi TV show at the time, and this one was that 2000s sci-fi movie. Yes. You, you where everything's yes. blown out. Like, I just watched Minority Report, and there was that style where the sky's blown out, and everything is just, like, kind of muted and blue. Oh, yeah. And they did that a lot in, like, Serenity. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just a trend to follow. If you made a movie, you made that at the time. Is Minority Report technically a good movie? I remember I, I loved it, but I, was, I was young. I was enjoying it. It, it wasn't, it's not great, but it's well done. You know what movie that I don't remember at all, but I remember I liked, so I got to see it again, is Vanilla Sky. So it was the same time period, I same remember, actor. I remember sci-fi. watching my parents, and it got kind of weird and sexual, so we turned it off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember. I just it was also really that I creepy. It, really creepy. I think it has a twist or something. I'm not sure. Well, it's just creepy. And- oh, oh, that. never mind. This is Minority Port. I didn't know. Oh, that is technically a good movie. Vanilla. Yeah, it's just because it, it's creepy, and it starts to go like, you can't tell what's real or not because that's you're you're in the head of Tom Cruise, and so he's starting to like go through some stuff. Yeah, and so they play with that a little bit. Um, so <laughs> I, I I posted up <laughs> my <laughs> on Facebook. I posted up what I was talking about for uh. That don't die and people are starting to react to it. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Because basically they gave it D plus, but yeah. You want to move on to something else? Some, um, maybe some smooth jazz in the evening. Yeah. Oh, so okay. do you do you by any chance just is there anything from the top of your head that you, anything shows TV movie whatever? Uh-huh. Uh, even though it's TVs and shows and same. Anyway. Uh. Um, uh- <laughs> That you would recommend, like just like that you just love, and you and that maybe people might not know that you just want to make a recommendation because oh, it's not all that well known. Yeah. Oh, I'm not too sure. Like, would you want to give me like a genre, and I can probably go from there or something like that? Well, how about I give mine? Okay. Uh, on Netflix, there's a show called uh, Maniac. Oh. Uh, starring yeah. Emma Emma Stone is that her name and um Jonah Hill mm-hmm. and um when I first saw both of them in Superbad. I never would have said, "Oh, those guys—they're gonna be <laughs> okay. straight." What what would you call that? Um, serious actors. Yeah. And boy, they are in this show. They are so good, and they have—they actually. Would you ever think Emma Emma Stone and Jonah Hill having chemistry? If after Superbad is like now. Yeah. It, it, does, does I, it, that's seem- kind of the idea in Superbad, I guess, that they're te- technically supposed to be kind of 
have a thing, but it, they have no chemistry in that movie. So yeah, it was supposed. To, I, I don't know. They're trying to play off. I don't know. It, I but don't in it Maniac, so. it works. Yeah, which is funny because I don't want to give too much away. Um, but there's there's parts where technically they don't have chemistry, but that's because they're technically that's different characters. I don't want to say too much, but yeah, because that's that's supposed to happen. Yeah, like um. Yeah, it's just probably one of those things at the time they were just... No, I mean, on purpose. Were, no, no, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm just saying as actors, like, at the time on Superbad, it was just like they needed to grow up and kind yeah. of develop their skills yeah. more. And then now they can have the chemistry in not having chemistry because that takes work. Yes, yes. So, like, anti-chemistry, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> if you were to give it a, a word. Yeah. Uh, but then again, even that technically, because that's what they do in shows because they have to have two people feuding. But yeah, they're oh, gonna sure. fall in love. So, <laughs> um, what 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 was Jonah Hill's? Did he has he have like not breakout? I was I mean, super bad. Was obviously his breakout hit. Well, was there one thing that stood out where people went, "Oh wow, he's he's a good actor." I wonder for me if it was this maniac. For Emma Stone, it was Birdman. Um, Twenty One Jump Street just shows like he's really I never him saw and Channing and Tatum are it. really funny. Yeah, like it, it's not. It's just one of those movies. It's especially with all these like eighties like resurgence and reboots and stuff. This one just takes that and goes fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and it's like okay, cool. You know what? I'll get behind that. Yeah, like they because uh, Twenty One Jump Street was a drama, and this is a comedy, and it just it just saying basically fuck you, whatever. Yeah, and wasn't um, Channing supposed to be the straight man, and he just kind of surprised everybody with his yeah. Humor? People saw how funny he is because he plays like the dumb character, but he does yeah. it. He, it takes skill to, you know, it takes a very smart man to play a very dumb person <laughs> yeah. sometimes. And so, yeah, that's why people are just like, what What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. I think at that time, Jonah Hill wasn't in anything really big. Like, he had some kind of good roles here and there. And then yeah. he tried to do some more dramatic and those dramatic. It wasn't, I don't want to say it was his fault, but it was just the movies weren't that good. Oh, yeah. And so people were just like, oh, we'll go see this for some laughs. And they're like, oh, no, this is, this knows what it is. And it made me laugh. It, yeah. And then they were like, oh, 22. 22 Jump Street, whatever. And yeah. 22 Jump Street's a big commentary on, on sequels. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just like, like oh, you would never okay. expect that. Like, they, they won't do it again because that's catching lightning in the bottle for the third exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. And they made a joke in the second one, like, oh, we're going to do this forever, knowing, yeah, yeah we're not going to do this again. <laughs> yeah, the, on, the only movies that could really catch lightning in a bottle all three times is definitely Hangover. <laughs> I only saw the first one. <laughs> I have no plans on ever seeing the sequels. I, I like the saw first the one. second one, and it. You need to see it just for the fact the pacing is exactly the same. Yeah, is it's just technically I know, I a don't remake similar. of the first one. It's it's yeah. creepy how like even you, more you so pre- than like Home Alone Two is to Home yeah. Alone. No, this is just really? a straight carbon copy. It, it wow, was I always thought that's what Home Alone Two. I was, was. sitting there watching like, th- yeah, okay, this beat, this is gonna happen, and I'm sitting there predicting what's gonna happen next. Like, oh, they're gonna have the revelation, and they have the okay, they have it. <laughs> It's it's really it's really weird. <laughs> it's something wow. to appreciate. Okay, that kind of makes me want to see Not it. Not for to the see right it. reasons, but just to kinda show like, like what what uh, the remake of Psycho is to Psycho. It just, it's literally like there was a template and they just filled in the, the the pieces and then they did it again, but they just changed the setting and the location. <laughs> and I think at one point in the movie they say you did it again. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. It's. The, there's nothing good to gain out of it other than just like okay, right. <laughs> okay, so do you do you have anything? Have you thought of anything uh, you want to recommend? I'm trying to see what like I've seen. 
Um, Something like not so known, just uh, flew under the radar. I don't know if I if there's any sleeper stuff that I've seen lately. No, I just been trying to catch up on stuff. You know, Not another one. I guess I I would think of that that I flew like when I I talk about Good Time a lot, but still a lot of people I know, like a lot of critics I follow, talked about Good Time. One that I've never seen anybody, not one person, talk about is Marjorie Marjorie Prime. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. From, oh yeah, I think it's from 2017. Well, even like you got this copy. Right? Yeah, this is this is from 'Cause you bought it on Blu-ray and I, I pointed this out to you and I don't think you noticed it first. It's it's so like they cut so many corners in production. Not not at yeah. the movie itself, but in the actual like box case. Yeah, like, the packaging, yeah. I know it's something weird to like to comment on, but it's it's Well, it thicker. stands out. I noticed it. It's thicker, it's slightly thicker than other Blu-ray cases. It just says Blu-ray disc, doesn't have any logos. I think it was literally it just it, it looks like like something that somebody printing DVDs at home and like would. look at the cover of the disc. There's no information yeah. on it. This looks like a screener that you would give somebody, and maybe that's what this was. And they just like they didn't want to do a uh, full production, so they just maybe. released these. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's on Amazon. Uh, I think there's a. It's I don't know. Um. But yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch this. But it's just be- like before Good Time. Before I saw Good Time, that was my favorite movie of 2017. Um, I just, I remember my, it was being shown, this was back when our local, um, what was supposed to be an indie theater, back when they actually showed, still showed indies, we saw that there, because it wasn't shown at any other theaters in the AV. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, so I, I guess it was a limited release. Oh, I mean, of course, got, I'm pretty sure. It's got, like, John Hamm in it, man. <laughs> well, it's got a bunch of people, it's got a, well, you put it up. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, what I was trying to say on that the the disc case, it's just like I don't it's Did got, they just give up on the marketing of this movie? Or what? It's got John Hamm, Gina Davis, Tim Robbins. Yeah. Um it, yeah, it was like I guess it was a limited release and I it just happened to be showing in our city at our little indie theater that doesn't show indies anymore. And my mom and I went and I just remembered that this doesn't happen to me often, because usually even though I love movies I don't get immersed as easily, probably just because of my ADD. And I just remember while I was watching this movie, there was just a point where I just thought to myself, I'm just legitimately enjoying myself right now. Yeah. I was just happy. And at the very end, my mom turns to me and she goes, so what'd you think? And I was like, I fucking loved it. She's like, oh, good, me too. And <laughs> it's funny because it's based on a play. And uh, and it's it's the same actress, Lois Smith, um, she's in the play, but all the other actors are different, and uh, it's a whole commentary. What is it? What's it about? It's about um, it's a movie about uh, same idea with without the horror element of like Ex Machina or um, oh maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't know if it's known that Ex Machina is technically kind of a horror. Yeah, just keep saying it. <laughs> um, well, it's a thriller. I think that's not um. And it, without like that kind of thing, it's the same kind of thing with like AI and exploring ourselves and what does it mean to be human. Very like you know Blade Runner or you know. Or not long. even that, not to be human, but just to be a being, right? That's the whole right. point. Well, like, I mean, but that is what's kind of, what's consciousness kind but of. But that's thing. kind of the idea, right? Because that's the only thing in the universe that currently has consciousness. Well, 
this kind of consciousness. Yeah, consciousness and intelligence. Yes, to this level. And um, so, like, because that it, the whole idea is a, is a based around memories. I don't want to say too much because there's a great line in it about memories, and that's the idea is is that what we kind of are made up of type of thing and yeah. can we trust our own memories that's essentially the basis okay. of the movie and it's 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 a beautiful movie and i kind and oh, i don't know if the place is running probably not but if it is i'd i'd go see it yeah i love the story the acting in this is great um but uh yeah so i would definitely recommend marjorie prime what i say before uh maniac on netflix uh, I know I've already heart. I talk about it all the time, but Good Time definitely. If you haven't seen Good Time, that's one of my all-time favorites. Don't let the fact that jo- uh, what's his name Robert Pattinson gets you because he's actually fantastic. oh he's a, this just shows he's a great actor. Yeah. Oh, he's Batman. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> and plus, that's not even even though I was like going around, guys, have you seen Good Time? You should see Good Time. It's still we should just stop doing that anyway. You know because I mean look at that's. Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, what's his name is the Joker? Well, what I was gonna say is like every said, oh Ben Affleck is the, is Batman. It's, it was an Oscar winning actor, yeah, man. Actually, Shut up. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Even at that time, he won an Oscar. And then I and people loved his performances. as yeah, Batman. didn't they say like he was actually the best part? Of they the wanted movie? they a lot of people wanted just a spinoff, just have him yeah. in a solo movie. Like, Which yeah, we do now know for sure that's not gonna happen. It's like these are professional casting directors. They usually know <laughs> what they're doing true yeah especially for big movies like this they're not gonna they're 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 gonna really make sure they know what they're doing when it comes to casting yeah yeah we see Matt miscast stuff all the time but not in huge i do want to see uh the joker uh yeah because it's, it's supposed to be like a just a standalone it's not tied to anything else yeah it, even the origin story of I this joker want it to be tied just because i like the idea of robert pattinson as batman and uh I mean, if people if they enjoy it, people but, they'll they'll do it. But at the same time, I kind of hope they don't. You know, just because yeah. we need to kind well, of get away. Apparently, this Joker is not any comic book Joker. His yeah. or- origin is just t- completely different. Yeah, not unless there's some sort of fringe one. Because usually, uh, the Joker was just like, oh, you don't really know what he's from. You, right. Usually, um, I think there's maybe one or two that you do, but in this one it shows like he's just a legitimately good guy that just. It was bad. And it's like I, I appreciate that more than just whatever. And just just bad guy. I mean I he uh yeah, Heath Ledger's was great because that's the whole point. He was like he was just chaos. And he right. didn't come around until Batman came around. So he was you to know, keep balancing the universe because Batman was born, he was born. That was kind of like, a main running thing. We call, people tend to say, Oh, is this the um the dark souls of this? <laughs> okay well, how are you gonna tie that to movies well is the is this new the joker movie the um, the breaking bad of dc oh god comic book movies. that's a little bit of a mouthful so i don't think it will no it's not gonna no. though i have heard people compare things to breaking bad but then it's because it's Break- a good standard well because i think just breaking bad was such a good show that yeah you just compare it yeah like especially when you're like yeah that's how they should have done uh darth vader you know and fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess one that nobody saw around the same time as a good time was Annihilation. Just good yeah, cosmic horror. That's right, nobody saw that. Yeah. Just because it's slow, it's not over top action. There was a part right. that legitimately creeped me the hell out. Not gonna say what. Like I wouldn't I I personally wouldn't call this movie a horror movie, but there's a scene that's straight up just a horror scene. Pure horror, yeah. Yeah. Well that's the whole point, is it's just ex- 
I guess it's existential horror. It's cosmic horror. Yes. But not in like it's scaring you in a, it's more in a, it's going to fuck with your mind kind of way. That's what cosmic horror is supposed to do. It's supposed to slowly degrade you into madness. Which again, if done right, uh, the one we just watched, uh, The Dead Don't Die, that would have been a fantastic um, cosmic existential horror. I say all this clutching, literally clutching a Lovecraft book right now. (laughs) (laughs) Look guys, I'm edgy. (laughs) <laughs> is it edgy to like lovecraft or i know it used uh, edgy, to be. edgy kids can or it can be right yeah i'm surprised there's not well never mind take it back i was gonna say i'm surprised there's not more lovecraftian type shirts at like hot topic but i'm sure there's some Cthulhu oh god shit there yeah i you know what i'm not gonna say instead of saying like oh movies i flew under the radar how about movies i want to see and that's more okay. more yeah. cosmic horror like annihilation because um I was sitting there trying to find, like, oh, let me find some Lovecraftian short films and stuff. But it's literally, they just take the imagery of Lovecraft stuff. They take tentacles and Cthulhu. Like, you talked about when I said that the lighthouse might be, like, a Lovecraftian thing. You're like, yeah, just don't show any fucking tentacles. Yeah, and it's just, like, they would do all these things. And they would have, like, a guy, it it was a first-person, you know, uh, it was, like, a GoPro on the guy. It just, it wasn't well done. But I was like, okay. Production value, the costumes are all well done. Lighting kind of sucks because it has to adhere to a right. uh, him walking around. But he would literally just have like, oh, like he's going mad and something pops out of his chest, like Alien Verser style. It's like that's not what Lovecraft yeah. horror is about. It's about creeping you out. It's about slowly and you, you no longer being a person, becoming like I was sitting there reading some stories, and it's about people turning into these black masses that they're just no longer people. And yeah. it's, it's it's that fear of degrading because I. You know, some right. people, that's what they're afraid of is, like, their body falling apart, them just being trapped in their own existence. Yeah. And nobody's going to do that. But Annihilation sort of did. I, there, right, there's yeah. some things I don't like about it, but it, it ultimately handled cosmic horror well. So I'd like to see more Lovecrafting cosmic horror without the color green, because this, this <laughs> yeah, book is green. Yeah. But that's that's a big part of his stories is the color green. Um, Tentacles, tentacle monsters, and you don't need to have runes and druids you can have that that's cool like there's that movie yeah. that's coming out um uh Som- summer so oh so so fuck somar what no midsummer Mid- midsummer midsummer which is like i guess midsummer like yeah. a translation something like that 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 has druid symbols and that might be lovecraftian i don't I know i really want to see that but you know a movie that's technically lovecraftian that i bet nobody knows is because it doesn't have those themes is uh uh cabin in the woods it's called the Elder Gods, oh, and it's spoiler. totally existential. <laughs> hmm? Nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I'll hear it in the edit. Yeah. Well, because I don't want to comment on whatever. Um. Yeah. Yeah, because that—that's the thing is like when you do it right, it's no longer about the aesthetic of it. That's not what that. Yeah. That's not what makes this. Like we don't scary. even see. I don't think you even see the Elder Gods. In you that. don't. You don't need to. You yeah. just need to know it's there. The, yeah. Exactly. And even then, like. That's how some of these horrors do it wrong is like they show the creature, the monster, the yeah. elder god, the whatever. They show it. It's like if it's something that's truly maddening to look at, you can't show it because it's nothing we can actually as people create because we yeah. don't know what that looks like. It's supposed to be the truth. Once you see it, that's why I don't like Bird Box. Yeah, I was actually Bird about Box, to bring that, that up. Is, that is Lovecraftian. That is like we see the monster and see its true form and we want to kill ourselves because there's nothing else we want to do. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. What can you look at that makes you mad? Mad. It's supposed to be something, like, if they did Bird Box. Oh, no, I think I talked about this last time. I don't, maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't want to harp on it too much, but anyways, it's supposed to be something that over time slowly makes you mad. 
Yes. It slowly yeah. fucks with your sense of reality, and that's why you go crazy. And in Annihilation, that happens. They, yeah. They no, slowly lose their mind when they're venturing into the, the shimmer. Yeah. That's the point. So would... That way they, they start to, like, because you, you have to have the, the characters break apart, break down, and not trust anybody. That's, yeah. That's a big part. Like, um, the thing, that's Lovecrafting horror. That's cosmic horror. Yeah. And there's paranoia with that because they don't know what's real. Who's who are you the thing? What what's going on? You it's yeah. to play into paranoia and to not understand what reality is anymore. That's and is a big basis in the cosmic horror. Funny as it is, like Cabin in the Woods like a lot of I I know a lot of horror fans that didn't like it. Yeah. But that's because it doesn't it touches upon all the like the elements of classic not well, classic eighties horror, I guess I would say. Um but yet it's silly. It's like kind of over the top, and it's it's cliched on purpose, you know. At the si- and as as silly it is, it is. It's still that movie kind of terrifies me more than most horror movies I've seen, just because of that ending. It's that that's cr- fucking freaky to me. <laughs> just the idea that like the, the whole and again like yeah. Um, let's see, the Terminator, the thing, the idea that there's something. Co- it follows. There's something coming after you. You're gonna die. There's nothing you can do about it. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. of course, in all three of those movies, well, the thing's a little different. I think that's got an ambiguous ending ambiguous, that it yeah. might still take over the whole world, you know. But yeah, uh, but the other two, yeah. But um, I don't want to say too much about it. Falls because that's another one that's kind of flown under the radar a little bit uh, among movie fans. People know it, but uh, the the mass public, I would definitely. I don't know if the mass public would like it though. Like which one? Sorry. Uh, it follows. Yeah, because it's probably too slow. People kind That's of just true. want to be kind of jump scared a little bit. The the, like the, the part just... that they'd like the most is probably the part that I feel is the weakest part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it, huh? No. Oh, okay. That's right. You still need to see that, so we can talk about it. Um, yeah. the witch. Is the witch existential? I don't know. But anyway, um, how do we get under this? It doesn't even matter because I don't have enough content to fill a whole podcast anyway. So the rabbit trails are fine. <laughs> oh no, it's just um rather than recommend something that I've seen. I oh yeah, recommend something I haven't. That recommend doesn't exist. to filmmakers maybe stuff something you'd like yeah. to see. Or if anybody watching this wants to post like, hey, you should check this out. Oh yeah. oh send, yeah, send I your... want yeah I want recommendations. Yeah. Recommend something to me. Yeah. Yeah, I just because horror, especially nowadays, is just. Uh, it just jump scares. It's just like, oh, it makes you a little bit afraid. Oh, yeah, we got you, got you. And you just yeah. eat your popcorn and you kind of jump. Like, that's fine if you like that. I'm not disparaging that. But just the stuff that, like, you go come out of the theater and you're just like, I am creeped out. I need to leave the lights on when I go to sleep tonight. Yeah. And that's the kind of horror that is, you know, I'm, needs to be made more of. Something that yeah. legitimately gets down to your core and scares you. Yeah. Well, that also brings up another conversation. This, I don't know if this is something that needs to be researched for a whole video or whatnot, but have you heard of neo, neo-horror or post-horror? Probably, but I can't really The, the whole idea is this new genre of horror, sub-genre of horror, including The Witch, It Follows, It Comes at Night. Um, uh, it, what's the for Not Us. What's the other one that he made? Get Out. Get Out. Uh, us might fall into it. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Uh, is the idea that it gets away from horror tropes, no jump scares, okay. uh, no um, virgin, no black man guy gets killed first, you know, all those things. 
Um, and so it's like this new subgenre that gets away from all that. And then it's just kind of like, you mean classic horror? <laughs> just original horror? You know, like, it's not a new Neo subgenre. Horror. It's just going back to its roots. That's all. Well, that's how it is, right? It's always uh, cyclical. Yeah. And by the way, we've already done it. This is actually, yeah, cyclical. Exactly. It's already happened. They tried, I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, because I remember when, back in the 90s, people would say, oh, it's not a horror, it's, oh, oh, it's a psychological thriller. Yeah. No, psychological thriller is, again, just classic horror. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're just trying to get away. It's because it's been tainted, so you got to get away from it. Yeah, I guess the psychological thriller was trying to get away from 80s cliches, and now a neo or post-horror, I'm doing the whole quotes thing. Uh, is trying to get away from the jump scare. The do you what think? It, do you think movies like Scream kind of screwed everything up? Because Scream was legitimately a good movie that was a commentary on where movies were going, but people didn't understand what made it that good. Kind of happen a lot, like um, things that are supposed to be a satire or something else end up kind of being liked unironically for. And then it starts that movement in that direction. It's like, well, fuck. It was trying to like get. It was trying to make fun of that genre, but it just like helped probably breed it <laughs> yeah i don't know good question because in that movie there's the virgin there's all this different like these different tropes right yeah but that's the point is it's commentary on it it's it's a deconstruction it's a deconstruction while well yeah it's Cause that's a the cheesy point horror it's movie pointing it out yeah yeah but but is pointing it out making it obvious people going oh well then that's the formula so that's what we need to do is like is that what you're saying is that what's happening yeah that you know people didn't understand the i guess the irony in it the satire in it they just saw it at face value, and other companies saw that too, and it just made the face value thing. Yeah. Like nowadays, it's just like, oh, it's a filming in a creepy place. Have a younger, not teen, but young adult actor. You, it's like filling these blanks yeah. to get the crowd because it's like the the problem with it is it, it's a good teenager movie, good date movie for those teenagers, just to go like, oh, let's have a couple jump scares, like something cheap and whatever, and that's just where horror is gone because it's just right. Yeah. It's it's always gonna follow the biggest crowd that has the most time and some money, and that's gonna be like young teens that just want a quick jump, want to take a date on a horror movie, and never get scared and cuddles, blah blah blah. Yeah, and that's where that it's just gone. And people don't, because uh, a lot of people that when they go to movies, they they're not moviegoers. They don't sit there and analyze movies. They just want a quick. Oh, I I want to see superheroes. I want to see action. And then if they want to see horror, they just want to have. Oh, get my heart rate going. That's yeah. it. No, don't make me think. Just get my heart rate going, and that's that's just what they're into. It's can't really right. criticize that because that's they're not into it like you and I would be into it. But yeah, that's how it goes. That's most people. They're not film snobs like us. <laughs> they just want to go have a little bit of fun, and that's it. It they're ten bucks worth or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, before I get into the next thing, I just wanted to. I forgot about this. I wanted to say uh, I have some corrections from the last episode. Ooh. Uh, the guy that I was trying to think of, Frank Stallone. Yeah. Actually, I was originally really trying to think of Joey Travolta. But anyway, uh, I, I said that uh, John Stallone has a brother who, who's an actor. Yeah. Well, Frank Stallone, he, he acts, but he's actually more known for being a musician. And as oh. for Joey Travolta, this is a correction on you. What? You said he's John Travolta's son. He's John Travolta's brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he's the founder of Inclusion Films, which teaches filmmaking to those with de- uh, developmental disabilities. I know. Yeah. 
I thought it was his son, or I knew he was related somehow. What? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really have to correct anything. Most of that was understandable. Understand it, <laughs> I mean. Okay, so uh, this segment's probably going to be fairly short, but... Um, news um so the rock I, I i think this is pretty much confirmed the rock is going to be in big trouble in little china a, a remake oh I thought i'm that, sorry I, it's not a remake a reboot or it's it sequel. apparently it's soft sequel i don't know if it's a you know uh a soft sequel what, what's the other term for the reboot uh soft reboot yeah soft reboot. um because even though on IMDb The Rock is listed as playing Jack Burton, he's not. Um, he's play. Uh, I don't know if the character Jack Burton is involved. Uh, but make, so it may not a be a direct cameo. sequel. It may just be <laughs> taking place in the universe. It's ambiguous to where you can't really tell if it is or it isn't. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I, I remember hearing like, oh, there's like whispers and rumors that he'd be in it, but I I just heard about it recently, and I saw it on IMDb, so I wrote this down, and then I saw a video about it. And uh, it looks like it's 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 a real thing that's that's happening, because I think the director himself has commented on it. But then again, it, that it, that doesn't oh. mean that it's absolutely happening. It could still fall through. Yeah, be just in pre-production and just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh I'm fine either way. I just watched that movie for the first time I think last year. Yeah, and we did a review on it. Yeah, and... fun movie. Whatever. I'm not emotionally attached to it. Yeah. No. I <laughs> actually that is. I always say, if you're going to reboot a movie, do something that's not great and see if you can make it better. Don't reboot classics. Though technically, this one is a classic, but yeah. I don't personally think it's good. I think it's just... I don't know what it is. You can I, listen to our review where we talk about furries for some reason. Oh. Oh. I Wow. I must have blacked out on that. I'm trying to remember how I thought of it. I probably thought... I, what I remember was like, oh, it's fun. Made me laugh. To me, it was just pure 80s cheese, which, again, I don't like. And I could see that's why a lot of people would like it. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it is, I think it is technically supposed to be kind of a deconstruction of action. Because that's yeah, kind of what he does, I guess. He, he's he's the dumb character. And he I mean, he literally doesn't get much done. Like, he comes yeah. to a fight scene and gets knocked out. And that's the funny part. Right. Like, everybody else does all the work, essentially. But, yeah, yeah, he's the main hero. I still need to see Escape from New York. Because I heard... Because I always heard that that one was like this great action movie or action, I guess. I don't know. But I heard it, it's almost just like Big Trouble in Little China. If that's the case, I'm not going to like it. But I always thought that movie looked badass. But. Yeah, I think it's just because it's so iconic. Yeah. And it had like a shoestring budget and it knew how to do. Like John Carpenter, I think he just he's always done great yeah. production design and made some cool looking worlds on right. like a no budget or little budget kind of film or set. Or I'm sorry, production. So I guess that's kind of what he does. Like he kind of does a little bit of deconstruction on things, and yet, like, like apparently that is what he does on the thing. But I don't feel it with the thing. The it, thing just feels to me like straight up I horror movie. No cheese. No. On Escape from New York, as soon as he meets the love interest, the love interest dies. Oh, <laughs> I think he okay. literally gets rid of the love interest. All right. I think that's if I remember that correctly, like it, it just starts and he starts flirting with her, and I think she dies. <laughs> I definitely have just to, a, to watch it just to see how I feel about it. Yeah. 
if I remember that correctly. Maybe he gets another love interest. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Any other? I guess. Yeah. That's all our thoughts on that. Eh. Um, do I want to? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Did you watch all that? Yeah, but I don't really remember it. I watched it all the time oh, when I was there. I. I. Well, do I remember it? Oh, I remember the Beth. the funniest parts, like uh, Lori Beth. Um. Oh, that's the actual actress's name. What about um, when? When Gabriel Iglesias would go chipper monkeys, and he'd, he'd copy uh, President Clinton. I've, I'm I've, sorry, did something just happen? I made out? none of that up. <laughs> yeah, I, well, don't Gabriel say, Iglesias, yeah, he was on all that. Stop saying his name. He's coming it's to town soon. me angry. Yeah, he's done it before. <laughs> and I specifically <laughs> didn't go for a reason. He's, he's done it before, okay, the menace. I, I used to be a huge fan of his, and then... Something happened. Something snapped to me when I realized, oh, he has one joke, and that's it. Just like Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, all yeah. All the the other, um, re- uh, blue collar guys, except for Ron White. He actually has good content, in my opinion. Uh, I don't feel like he just tells the same. I think joke he just over and over again. Well, uh, he has over <laughs> his lifetime, which is kind of yeah. infuriating. But yeah. He also just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> that's just kind of his whole right, thing. and that's why I always liked him. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I at at some <laughs> point I was like, okay, I get it, Fluffy. Is, I'm over it. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to just sit and bag on Gabriel Glick. <laughs> um, I just brought up his name anyway, and you got mad. Why did you bring him up though? Because he's you... in all that. What? He was in all that. He was. Yeah, that's how he got to start. He was a he was a, a kid actor. He he would impersonate President Clinton because he's always had like the the skills to change his voice like that. That that's what I always found him funny was like he could just go really high pitched and he can just do good impressions. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, see, here's a oh, here's a picture of. Wait, was this by any chance the the updated cast? It was. I never watched that one. Wait, is it? There's one right back. Did they did they switch out actors over time? Yeah, I think it was pretty much like the kid version of SNL. They would just actors would come and go. I don't think I watched past really the first lineup. He's he's freaking in it, man. Because I don't think he was part of the original lineup. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't it. think so either. Because I, I didn't. I don't think I watched past the original lineup. Anyways, the reason I bring it up is because it's been rebooted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have an article. Up here, but now I'm um, I have an article. Really don't want to read NPR. it. I don't. Cause I remember I there was uh, stuff in here that I wanted to talk about, but oh, because the whole idea is kind of weird. Because when you think about it, who is all that? Like, what's what is this type of show, or who are the crowd that it's mar- being marketed to, toward? Really young people. Really young kids who have no nostalgia for the '90s. So it's kind of an odd thing when you really think. I, I think it's more of it, it's it's kind of like one of the reasons why they keep making child's movies based off of like trolls or yeah. you know just whatever is the parents will see it and then try to get their kids into it. It'll be like yeah. secondhand and nostalgia. also like the parents, even though the parents aren't watching themselves, but they can watch it with their kids and they could feel that nostalgia. It's, I'm gonna assume just a little bit of brand recognition, but it's just to get those kids like oh just get them started yeah. on this and then we'll we'll sell this show to them. I think um. In fact, that that's the picture they have here. 
I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Vital Information with Lori Beth. That was my favorite thing in the world. And I wonder if that's why I have such a love for non-jokes. Because that's really what she uh, does. Yeah. She tells, she says non-jokes. Yeah. Uh, What was one of them? It was something like, um, because the whole idea is she's giving you advice. And she says, uh, don't ever, I'm, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but uh, don't ever push your friend Kevin off the roof and then yell, it's raining Kevin. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was great. I loved it. It was, yeah, just anti-jokes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess really, I don't have, I don't have much to talk about about that. Just, I'm almost curious. I haven't watched children's TV in forever because I have no reason to. I'm, I'm in my thirties. I've, I don't have my own kids. I haven't had friends with kids. I do have friends with kids, but I don't really interact with them that much. Yeah, they're dead to you once they had the kids. And I haven't, and I come from a fall, a fall, a small family. So, like, the youngest, my sister, who is now 26, you know, like, last time she was watching um, cartoons or, you know, children's shows was, what, over 20 years ago? Well, no, that's, that's long. But let's say 15 years ago or so. Whereas a lot of families, you know, what happens is you have siblings, you have young siblings, and then your older siblings have kids. Mm-hmm. And then once your young siblings are old enough not to watch children's shows, now you have nieces and nephews that are watching it. And I didn't deal with that at all. As soon as I was done with children's shows or my youngest sister was done with children's shows, I never saw them ever again. So when things get really popular, I would have no idea what they were. When I started working at Target, you know, and sucking toys, I was like, the fuck is Doc McStuffins? What the <laughs> hell are the Paw Patrol, you know? And now I know I, of them just because I'm... I got it by some proxy by watching Avatar Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because watching uh, uh, Nickelodeon, and then I would just go through Disney channels, try to watch some stuff. And there was a couple shows I was still like, oh, I remember watching this. I'll watch this now. And then, yeah, it started to make a turn into some other... Like, there was a superhero thing on Disney channels. Like, oh, I don't know what this yeah. is. Well, it's funny because I remember everybody always talks about the early 90s was the best time for cartoons and oh and i mean cause this was back what the early 2000s mid 2000s let's just say 2000s that day yeah. um where people were like oh tv cartoon uh shows on kids show uh networks are terrible now and there's some good arguments to be made that actually they're they were the best at that time yeah because they had so they dealt with some like glass avatar glass avatar is that what it's called I, like, I, that deals with a lot of heavy shit and, yeah I, I really don't know how that show got made because it's just um if you're looking for a TV show that just throughout from start to finish is good doesn't trail off that show I bought the box set uh, yeah. a year or two ago watched all the way through and just like okay I like every episode yeah. I could literally just put it on random and be like okay I'll watch this episode I remember when my one of my friends from high school uh he became a stoner <laughs> anyway um and he said TV is good again or children's TV or whatever, and he was watching the regular show and Adventure Times. Like, yeah, total oh, yeah. stoner uh, shows. Whereas, apparently, Event- Adventure Time is actually, like, really good. It, it's like, got good world building. Like, like it they... deals with real-life shit. Oh, that, that it teaches too. kids things they should be learning at an early age. It's kind of adult, but they should know anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, close that rabbit trail. Let me find my notes. Okay. Um. Oh, Doctor Sleep. Had. Do you know anything about that? Uh, that's familiar. 
it's a can you call something a direct sequel if it takes place like several decades later yeah okay what what does direct sequel mean exactly i don't i don't know Uh, same characters just older uh it's a direct sequel to the shining it's about uh i should know this whatever the name of the main character the kid is the one who has the shining um by the way in a movie i actually never seen um oh uh, and he uh anyway he's an adult now uh played by ewan mcgregor um i at first i had no interest whatever i saw the trailer and looks really interesting it looks like good oh. filmmaking um looks pretty scary creepy i guess yeah um it's interesting because i don't know if they deal with the shining in the movie do mm. they i i don't know do you know what the shining is yeah just it's the vision stuff yeah it's whatever. just the fact that yeah he has uh he's kind of psychic or something yeah um they deal with it a little bit in the t- made-for-TV movie or miniseries, which was god-awful. I saw that one. Um, it, it was bad because Stephen King actually had his hands in it. <laughs> um, Fucking shots And fired. they actually dealt with... Um, which is funny because he has his hands in all his stuff now, and most of his stuff now is actually good. Except for The Dome. That show was awful. Um, damn it. Um, oh! The Imaginary Friend. Because in, in the made-for-TV movie I saw, the imaginary friend was this um, regular guy. And, like, they actually show him. Well, apparently in the movie, he's creepy. Like, whenever he talks about his imaginary friend, it creeps you out. Like, who is this guy? Is he okay. a killer? Um, anyway, yeah, uh, Doctor Sleep looks interesting. Uh, you should watch the trailer. And then I have here in my notes, Suspiria with a question mark. I don't know what that means. Uh, I was sleep deprived. I watched Suspiria and I was sleep deprived. Um, maybe I wanted to talk about it. I watched the, the remake. I never saw the original. Maybe you need to watch it again because you're just like, I don't know. No, I remember the movie. It's fucking weird. Like it, like people talk about the original is weird and how this one technically is nothing like the original. It's still fucking weird. Tilda Swinton, by the way. I think she plays two characters. I'll have to look that up. I haven't looked it up. Um, Dune. Oh, Dune. That'll be interesting. Did anything else come out about that? Uh, Denis Villeneuve. I, was there? I should have. I should write down more notes. Cause I'm. I'm just sitting here going. Did I have something to talk about it, or did I just want to bring it up? Is there a trailer? No, that's old. Um, for- I guess I don't really have anything. I. I, sh- I should take better notes. Uh, talk about Dune, uh, and then um, what we do within the shadows. Um, love the movie, the little mockumentary. So, um, oh, Matthew Barry is in this one, and so I just, I just like him. So that that'll be an easy transition into the show. Oh yeah, he plays um, the son on IT Crowd. He plays Toast to on the, um, a Toast to London. He's, I don't know what that he's, is. He's a professional funny man. I know I teach the son. Yeah. Who? Of um the boss of Reynolds. Oh oh yes yes I love him. He's awesome. Father. Yeah. Uh, what did I see him in recently? I don't remember. But Your yeah, dreams. Uh, and it's a completely different cast, right? I know yeah. Jermaine and um Taika are very are very involved. Involved. Thank you. 
with it, but they're not going to act in it. They'll probably have some minor characters or something. I'm, I don't know. I'm fine with that because it's just like, oh, let's just yeah. try out some new characters because we already kind of got the full extent of theirs. Exactly, yeah. And so let's just try some people. New oh, people I'm out. perfectly fine with that. In fact, I wish people, they would do that more. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know. Never forget Peter. <laughs> well, all right. Um, so back hurts and I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, it, that's fine because. The, can I? Don't have anything else to talk about. What? Can I strangle myself with this USB cord? I don't think it's long mic? enough. Well, I mean, if you know what you're doing, you could totally do it. I never know what I'm doing, but it's fine. Um. Yeah. So, um, we now have a Patreon. So if you go to Patreon, give us money. Sorry. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/RidgeviewDrive. The $15, the $30, and the $50 tiers have the ability to request specific reviews once a month. And if you want to hear a review, but you've already requested a review for that month, you can head on over to coffee.com slash ridgeviewdrive slash commissions. That's ko-fi.com. Ridgeviewdrive and commissions are spelled how well they're supposed to be spelled. Um, and there you could actually request any movie at any time to be reviewed. Um, we'll put it into either the podcast or a video with other reviews unless uh, you request specifically. Um, oh, and one correction from last week's. I said you can find us at, uh, at Facebook at um, Ridgeview Drive. It is not. It's Ridgeview Drive Productions. So that'd be facebook.com slash Ridgeview Drive Productions. Twitter and Instagram is Ridgeview underscore drive. Uh, you can find me on those same platforms, all at Dark Jack Wolf. Uh, and I guess that'll that'll do it for today's episode, unless Charles had anything to add. My name's Charles. Find me on Facebook. I'm lonely. All right then. See you guys later. <laughs>